0: Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are tackling midlife challenges as we navigate through frustration to find fulfillment and gratitude. Whether you're in a season of discontent, full-out frustration, or downright crisis, There is something in here for you. Crisis sounds so fatal, but let's start with the definition so we're all on the same page. Crisis is a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. Nothing is broken here, but rather a chance to get to know yourself better as you learn what's working and what's not. If life's plan is to evolve yourself as a human being on a journey of self-discovery, then a snag or two along the way seems more than reasonable our brain the power engine in partnership with our heart can sometimes get out of alignment with self-awareness and a commitment to weather the storm you can adopt new ideas and strategies to help you over the hump or humps so with that in mind on forbes.com shelby simon opens up with information on midlife crisis signs causes and treatments A midlife crisis is defined as a period of emotional turmoil in middle age, around 40-60 to years old, characterized by a strong desire for change. While navigating change is an inevitable part of the human experience, middle age can bring unique life transitions unlike earlier and later phases in life, including an increasing awareness of mortality. Criteria for midlife crises are not well defined and may differ from person to person but they're often marked by strong feelings, unhealthy coping skills, and behavior changes, according to experts. Understanding what a midlife crisis is, how to identify the signs and symptoms, and what treatments are available is important for recovery, thus allowing the midlife years to be a time of healthy living, growth, joy, and satisfaction. A midlife crisis is a period or phase of life transition when a person begins to question the things that they've accomplished or achieved and whether those same things still provide a sense of fulfillment and meaning. This says Dr. Michael G. Wetter, a clinical psychologist practicing in Los Angeles. If not, a person may begin to question what can bring meaning and fulfillment to the later part of their life. This questioning may lead to an abrupt change in occupation, commitment to relationships, or hobby exploration. But it may also include more impulsive behaviors and actions, like risky spending habits and health concerns. The changing perspective and attention to mortality that occurs during a midlife crisis doesn't always manifest in negative symptoms and may instead lead to more concentrated efforts and devotion to family or a stronger sense to focus less on work and more on living. While there's no one common sign, more often than not, it represents a shift in perspective relative to one's self-image and engagement in life, says Dr. Wetter. A midlife crisis may affect an individual in middle adulthood, approximately 35 to 65. This is according to the American Psychological Association. Research indicates that midlife crises may arise as a result of lifestyle changes, like having children, receiving a promotion at work or retirement, changes in productivity and coming to terms with one's own mortality and age. For individuals who have children, a midlife crisis may be spurred by children leaving their shared family home as they age, a phenomenon known as the empty nest syndrome in which individuals often reassess their priorities or the dynamics of their relationships. A midlife crisis can be triggered by any number of major factors, including divorce, the death of a loved one, boredom, or a significant life event. This comes from Crystal Jackson, a licensed therapist and the CEO of Simply Being Wellness Counseling in Farmington, Connecticut. She helps middle-aged clients navigate life transitions. The shift occurs when a person's identity and their purpose in life are in direct conflict, usually due to aging. Midlife can be a time of many changes. You might see an increase or decrease in responsibilities, like your children becoming more independent or having to care for an aging parent. You may also realize your career path is less than satisfactory and regret missing out on pursuing work you consider more meaningful. You may start to realize your physical abilities have declined with age. Your relationships are not what fulfill you, or that you missed a major goal you wanted to achieve along the way. The way one person responds to a midlife crisis differs from the next. This is according to both Jackson and Dr. Wetter. Some people may experience minimal outward signs, but having feelings they don't know what to do with, while others may develop coping strategies that can be damaging to their health, finances, or relationships. Here are some common signs and symptoms of a midlife crisis. Anxiety. Abrupt career or lifestyle changes, like quitting a job or moving homes. Behavioral changes, like being antisocial, impulsive, or irrational. Chronic reminiscence and reflection about the past, focusing on youthful memories, former lovers, past adventures, or having fewer responsibilities during a previous life stage. Depression or major mood changes. Dishonor to romantic relationships like avoidance, cheating, marital infidelity. Dramatic changes in appearance, behavior, or self-care. Excessive indecisiveness. Feelings of anger, boredom, emptiness, irritability, loss of purpose, nostalgia, resentment, sadness, or being unfulfilled financial irrationality and excessive spending, hypochondria and exaggerated health concerns, making major future plans like traveling or investments that may not have previously been possible or reasonable due to family, work, or financial constraints, religious or spiritual transitions like deeply diving into a religion, conversion, or starting a new practice, ruminating over past mistakes and failures, sleep pattern disruption, weight gain or loss, withdrawal from normal activities. The major signs to look for are drastic changes in a person's outlook or behaviors. They may be fixated on their past or romanticize their future. They may take more risks, such as quitting their stable job or buying pricey items." Jackson says, adding that crises can also result in stress-related difficulties that affect more than just the individual experiencing them, like mood changes, sleep disturbances, or acting out. The emphasis here is that they may feel like their current life no longer makes sense, and they're trying to find ways to reconnect with themselves. Inner turmoil about reaching middle age could begin with a specific trigger or major life event or stem from feelings of disconnect or dissatisfaction with reality. Jackson describes divorce, the death of a loved one, or significant unexpected life events as common sources as well as less instantaneous sources of crisis feelings like boredom. Often, a midlife crisis closely follows the stages of grief, usually beginning with some feelings of denial, which may be followed by anger. The crisis phase may next include constant ruminations about what could be and replaying the past or impulsive and reckless behaviors, the stress of which may result in feelings of depression or withdrawal, according to Jackson. With time and the right support, these feelings can fade into an acceptance and a resolution stage. The amount of time a person experiences the symptoms of a midlife crisis depends on the frequency of their feelings and how they choose to resolve them. Humans thrive on having a routine, and a crisis can easily disrupt this, says Jackson. She suggests that finding the root of the feelings, working with them to develop a new, healthy routine, and reprogram harmful thoughts into helpful, perspective ones— will allow a person to move forward with greater satisfaction as they enter their later years. Research indicates that although happiness levels dip in middle adulthood, feelings of positivity tend to increase as individuals age, a phenomenon known as the U-shaped happiness curve. Signs that a midlife crisis may be coming to an end include increased satisfaction with oneself and greater optimism toward the future it's important to understand the difference between the symptoms that result from a major life transition and a mental health condition. Clinical depression is defined as a mental health disorder and mood-related condition, whereas a midlife crisis is not. Depression, also known as major depression or major depressive disorder, is characterized by symptoms that include chronic sadness, isolation, withdrawal, suicidal ideation, and sleep disturbances. A person would have to meet the criteria of a depressive episode as outlined by the DSMV in order to be diagnosed with this issue, says Jackson. In some cases, the two conditions may be correlated, but causation is not mutual. The stress from experiencing a midlife crisis can result in mood changes or even a depressive episode, says Jackson. Conversely, a depressive episode is not indicative of a major midlife crisis. Depression can be experienced at any age and doesn't have to be a response to a stressor, she says. Not everyone who experiences a midlife crisis will feel depressed. This is according to Dr. Wetter. However, those experiencing a midlife crisis might make decisions or engage in actions that can trigger depression. It's often when these types of consequences occur that someone will seek out help, not because of the midlife crisis, but because of the consequences of an action or behavior that stemmed from the phase of life transition. There are many options available to help individuals cope with the symptoms of a midlife crisis. Some avenues for finding relief include increasing physical activity, talking with others, and changing how we think about aging. Get more exercise. Increasing your level of physical activity may bring a natural boost to your mood, while also making you feel more in control of your health. Share your feelings with others. Feelings of shame and isolation are common symptoms of a midlife crisis and may make it difficult to reach out to others for support. However, speaking with a friend or a mental health care provider may help to alleviate symptoms and provide relief change your thinking. It may offer comfort to know that a downturn in happiness during middle age is a relatively common experience. Rather than ruminating on the past or dreading the future, aim to shift your view of getting older as rife with possibilities, like more time to commit to hobbies or traveling. Since a midlife crisis is not classified as a medical condition, there is no singular care or course of treatment However, there are many options for those seeking help. To mitigate the effects of mood, behaviors, or physical ailments related to midlife crisis symptoms, and to reframe harmful thoughts into a healthier mindset and routine, experts like Jackson or Dr. Wetter often recommend seeking therapy, whether in person or online with a licensed mental health professional. Rather than a condition to treat, A midlife crisis is something to be processed, contemplated, and explored. Therapy can also help minimize the chances of acting impulsively to the point of causing unintended negative consequences. Help can come in many forms and is essential to navigating a crisis and moving through major life transitions, such as those experienced in midlife. While family members or friends can be a great support during this time, a clinical psychologist or highly skilled therapist might be the most beneficial, according to Dr. Watter. Psychotherapy is a perfect modality and intervention for those moving through a midlife transition or crisis, as it's an intensely personal approach that provides a protected and private space in which a person can explore inner conflict, thoughts, and perceptions about relationships without fear of judgment or negative assumptions. Jackson recommends Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, CBT, which helps challenge unhelpful thoughts and gives people the opportunity to better understand their beliefs and values. Jackson explains, A major key here is to reset the mindset. Because much of a midlife crisis is a disconnect between a person's self-worth and their life outlook... It can be helpful to reframe the midlife crisis as an opportunity to reset or reestablish their vision for their life. She also notes that if there have been mood or physical ailments due to the crisis, medication from a qualified professional and nutrition improvements can be helpful in addressing these symptoms. Additionally, in-person or online therapy can allow a person to see that there's room for positive growth during midlife transitions and can help resolve the crisis more efficiently. Helping a person re-establish a routine that supports wellness is very beneficial to the quality of life in later years, and the root of this work is to identify the source of a midlife crisis. It's important to acknowledge how this life change has affected you and take steps towards healing. I think for me, it was understanding and defining my identity. But I will say, clockwork. I might have been a little bit early, a little bit before age 40. You know, I looked up one day and thought, huh, I cannot believe I'm already this age. What have I done? Now, I did do a lot of things, but it's so easy to put your life on autopilot, right? Through those different stages of life where you're just going and doing. I talk about this stage of being in the thick of it where you just really can't see the bigger picture. You're just kind of hacking away in the middle of the jungle, doing what you can do to get a step forward. But during those periods, it's really easy to lose yourself in those stages. And if you're not checking in with yourself, you might need a reintroduction to who are you. I mean, think about it. If you went to school, you were working on your career, you got your job, Now you're working on your job and your career and making something of yourself. You might get married. There's that whole stage. Then you're having children. Now you're focusing on raising another or multiple human beings. It's really easy to lose touch of who you are as an individual. You know, who are you and what do you want to do? When's the last time you asked yourself that? I think it's easy, especially as a people pleaser or a nurturer, I've had people say, you know, what do you think about that? And I really do have to take a moment and think to myself, huh, I'm not sure. What do I think about that? And that's just a flag, a red flag of not checking in with yourself to understand who you are as you're evolving. You know, communication is key. Now, it's not only key in partnership. To be open and honest with other people and to communicate and get your true feelings out, not to mask things. But there's also communication is key when you're talking to yourself, being honest with yourself, avoiding that people-pleasing mask of who do I need to be today in order to be accepted and supported and validated? Who am I? When is the last time you were truly honest with yourself about what you want and what you don't want? Think about that. Frank J. Inferna gives some insight on why midlife is so hard, especially now, found on the Greater Good magazine website from Berkeley. The way my mom imagined it, midlife was going to be great, counting down the days until retirement, spending winters in Florida and checking off destinations on her bucket list. But it hasn't turned out that way. Instead of more time in Florida, she's still stuck in snowy upstate New York. She traded romps in the sea and traveling the world for her daily visits to her mom, who's in a nursing home. Instead of the joys of living the snowbird life, she's saddled with stress, guilt, and the challenges of caring for my grandmother, who is 89 and dealing with dementia. This is not how I imagined my life at midlife, said mom, who's 61, and she isn't alone. In a study my colleagues and I conducted on middle-aged adults, we followed 360 people on a monthly basis for two years tracking their life events, health, well-being, and character. We found that midlife generally encompassed the ages of 40 to 65, has become a time of crisis. But it's not the kind of crisis that exists in the popular imagination when parents with their kids out of the house felt compelled to make up for lost time and relive their glory days. There's little time for jetting around the world and splurging on a red sports car, forget that. Instead, the midlife crisis experienced by most people is subtler, more nuanced, and rarely discussed among family and friends. It can be best described as the big squeeze, a period during which middle-aged adults are increasingly confronted with the impossible choice of deciding how to split their time and money between themselves, their parents, and their kids. Many middle-aged adults increasingly feel obligated to take care of both their aging parents and their kids. Insufficient family leave policies force middle-aged adults to decide between maximizing their earning potential or caring for an aging parent. Of those who are working full-time while caregiving, more than 21 hours a week for an aging parent, 25% took reduced work hours or accepted a less demanding position. Studies have shown that juggling a job while caring for a parent strains relationships and takes a toll on mental and physical health. Middle-aged adults also find themselves contending with continued or renewed dependency of their adult children. Compared with 10 years ago, more adult children nowadays are living with their parents. One reason is that their kids are spending more time in school. But there are also fewer employment opportunities, and young adults are having a tougher time securing basic needs like health insurance. Together, these trends have led to more anxiety and depression among middle-aged parents who fear their kids might never have the same opportunities they did. You may be asking, why is this squeeze happening now? For one thing, the parents of middle-aged adults are living longer than ever before. The past century has seen remarkable gains in life expectancy. Options to care for aging parents in need range from in-home by oneself or with the help of home health aides to assisted living in nursing home facilities. Costs vary across the type of care, but overall costs are continually on the rise. Meanwhile, the adult children of middle-aged Americans are still reeling from the Great Recession of 2008. A tepid labor market combined with student loan debt has left grown adult children struggling to find stable, long-term employment, and they've delayed buying a house and starting a family. Finally, few policies are in place for those who try to balance work while caring for an aging parent. The U.S. doesn't have a federal policy for paid family leave, only unpaid. Six states and the District of Columbia have paid family leaves, which include up to 12 weeks of paid time off and wage replacement at 50 to 80% of one salary. But it's often those who cannot afford to take time off or accept a pay decrease who end up being caregivers. Although midlife, often marks a high point of earnings and represents the peak of decision-making abilities, middle-aged adults are less equipped than you might think to assume midlife's new challenges and burdens. Living wages are stagnant, and labor market volatility has fueled job insecurity with 24% of people ages 45 to 74 worried that they could lose their job in the next year. Plus, middle-aged adults have their own health to worry about, As people get older, their health cost increases, which eats away at bank accounts, making it harder to make ends meet. While wider access to health insurance has made a difference due to the Affordable Care Act, rapid increases in costs for coverage and medications can severely strain household budgets. A recent report found that middle-aged adults have the fastest growing rate of bankruptcy and one of the leading reasons is the rising cost of healthcare insurance and medications. Parents who co-sign the student loans of their children have also created another bankruptcy risk factor. Although it may seem like doom and gloom for middle-aged adults, there is hope. Workplace and policy changes can alleviate their struggles. Extensive research has documented the effectiveness of training programs to help adults are caring for their parents. These programs, which range from workshops on understanding dementia to tutorials on self-care, don't help with costs, but they can ease the emotional burden. Meanwhile, studies have found that workplaces that give employees more control over their schedules can lead to better health, workplace performance, and retention. Midlife is arguably one of the least understood, appreciated, and studied life stages, but it's a pivotal one, with middle-aged Americans playing outsized roles in their workplaces, families, and communities. Unfortunately, without changes to social support or public policy, the problems facing middle-aged Americans will only exacerbate due to the sheer number of baby boomers entering old age. You know, the journey of self-discovery sounds so ominous or even commercial. I mean, we might have heard it to the point of you don't even listen anymore. Self-discovery. I mean, what, is it, what does that mean? What am I supposed to do with that? But I've already asked you if you've ever asked yourself, who am I and what do I care about? And that's a great start to really understand how you tick. You know, if you didn't have anyone to please, think about that. If you weren't worried what anyone else thought, what would your answer be? What do you care about? What's important to you? You know, we all talk about personal brand. You know, what is your personal brand? How do you want to be represented? What do you want people to think about you? For any brand, any commercial brand, you can write a review, You know, maybe a mission statement, a vision statement, what that brand stands for. What if you wrote one for yourself, but from the perspective of a family member or a friend? What would they say about you? This is a great exercise. Write that down. What would that look like? What would their commercial be about your brand? Then, once you've done that, and be honest with what you think their perception is of you. Then write your own. What would yours sound like? Compare those two. How do they differ? What are you missing about your own personal brand? What's eye-opening to you? What are you proud of in your life? How can we focus on that? And what do you need to address and let go of? Think about that. I want you to try that exercise. Crystal Raypole questions midlife crisis or midlife myth. What do you know about going over the hill? This is found at healthline.com. As you age, you might begin looking back on earlier decades of your life, perhaps fondly, perhaps with relief, but maybe with some wistfulness or regret. The approach of middle age inspires dread for many, so you're not alone in your unease. Sometimes you might feel uncertain your best years are behind you, leaving you with nothing to look forward to but long, uneventful days, a purposeless existence, and the slow decline of your body and mind. Whoa. As you face these existential concerns and come to terms with the realization that your life has taken a different shape than you envisioned, you might begin to wonder if you're on the brink of a dreaded midlife crisis. A period of soul searching is relatively common, but only about 10 to 20% of people actually face some kind of crisis in middle age. So that's a great, those are great odds. Experts mostly consider the midlife crisis a cultural phenomenon, a Western myth fueled by tired media troops. The various changes that come with this new stage in life do often bring up some complex emotions. These feelings might not necessarily spark a crisis, but they're absolutely worth exploring. The notion of the midlife crisis comes from Elliot Jacques, a psychoanalyst who came up with the term in 1965 after noticing significant changes in one of his middle-aged clients. His article on the topic, published when Jacques himself was in his late 40s, also touched on his awareness of his own limitations and mortality. According to Jacques, this crisis prompts feelings of depression, anguish, and loss related to the approaching end of life. He also noted that it often involves a loss of creativity and confidence. Many experts consider the midlife crisis more of a myth than anything else. As a result, you're unlikely to find any evidence-based lists of key signs or clearly defined stages. Much of what people generally believe about midlife crisis tend to come from media portrayals, not scientific evidence. In reality, the factors triggering age-related distress and emotional tension can vary quite a bit, based on your unique situation and circumstances. If you experience age-related distress, it may fall into three loose stages. The trigger. Some stressor or moment of tension leads to concerns over aging, a loss of life, purpose, or a fear of death. Common triggers include job loss, health concerns, or parents' death or illness, children moving out, or even day-to-day overwhelm. The second is the crisis period. This stage typically involves some examination of your doubts, relationships, values, and a sense of self. If you don't like what you discover, you might feel lost and uncertain and try to reshape your life by exploring new passions, identities, and sexual or romantic connections. The third is resolution. The crisis, so to speak, generally ends when you feel more comfortable with yourself and begin to accept, perhaps even welcome, what life has in store. Experts don't yet understand why this dip happens, but some believe it could represent an evolutionary stage. In any case, it may help explain some of the distress you experience in midlife and offer some reassurance that these feelings aren't permanent. Remember your life is expanding, not shrinking. Simply acknowledging the onward march of time can empower you to take charge of what you can control. Yes, you're growing older, but your life is far from over and your choices don't need to align with society's idea of middle age. Many people end a point of crisis not by resigning themselves to limitations, but by realizing the wealth of possibilities open to them. Maybe you feel renewed by embracing new interests and creative outlets, or maybe you realize you'd like to change your diet, dress a different way, go back to school, or date casually. These opportunities and others all lie within your grasp. Doing things that make you happy can help you regain a sense of self-confidence, purpose, and joy. You only have one life, after all, and it's never too late to start living it for yourself. Okay, how sick are you of the word midlife and crisis? Okay, put your hands down. How about how informed do you feel about midlife and crisis? Right, right, shake your head. Very good, very good. What about what can you do to weather the storm? Or have you heard this too shall pass? You know, we all go through stages in life and sometimes we're quick and reactionary And we make changes without really all of the information or a chance to really weather the storm. It's difficult because sometimes having some sort of crisis uh, has been there. It's been on the back burner, but you haven't recognized it because you've been focused on other things. So when you finally catch wind of it or get a glance at it, it seems to be so much bigger than you expected it to be. And sometimes that can force you to make a radical change, maybe before you've had a chance to sit with it. So ready for some more questions? Of course, it's great to question yourself and come up with your answers, not only the answers you have now, but thinking and contemplating on answers as you evolve. Where are you today? And Where can you see yourself in five years? Because the only way to get out of the thick of it, remember that thick of it where you're hacking away at what's standing right in front of you? The only way you can get that aerial view to start being more of a visionary of your life is to be able to see yourself not in the present moment, but in a future moment. So not just you also, but consider those around you. Consider what your life and your relationships will look like in five years. How do you want those to change? If it's a relationship that that you're currently in, how do you want that to change and evolve over the next five years? Can you get ahead of it instead of reacting to where it is right now? Now, if you're not in a relationship, but that's something that you wanna do, what are you looking for in a new relationship? What do you need in this present you? And over the next 5 years as you evolve, what are you going to need? What's important to you? It's easy to beat yourself up when things hit a snag. But taking stock of all that is going right right now is really, really important, very, very healthy. So, make a list. Don't have uh, any limits for that list. Just exhaust yourself. What is going right right now? What do you want more of versus what do you want less of or what do you not want at all? On RoadToTheUnknown.com, I found a valuable practice, the four A's of gratitude, a comprehensive guide. This might be really helpful in your list making. Gratitude is a powerful tool that can transform our lives. Understanding the four A's of gratitude can take us on a journey, a journey towards greater happiness, fulfillment, and well-being. So let's dive in and discover the power of the four A's of gratitude. Number one, awareness. Awareness is being conscious of what is happening inside and around us. It means paying attention to us, to our thoughts, emotions, sensations, and the environment we're in. When we're aware, we can make better decisions, respond to situations better, and have a deeper understanding of ourselves and others. Number two, appreciation. Appreciation refers to the act of recognizing the value, the value and importance of something or someone in our lives. Involves expressing gratitude and thankfulness for the positive impact they've had on us. Appreciation can take many forms, like saying thank you, giving compliments, or performing acts of kindness. Take the time to appreciate the good things in your life. It will help you to focus on what matters and find joy in the present moment. Number 3. Affection Affection is the feeling of liking or caring for someone or something. It is an emotion that is often associated with warmth, fondness, and tenderness. Affection is expressed in many ways, through physical touch, kind words, or thoughtful gestures. It can be toward friends, family members, pets, or inanimate objects of sentimental value. Number four, action. Action in gratitude means expressing or demonstrating gratitude through our behaviors and actions. It involves doing things that show appreciation and gratitude towards others, such as saying thank you, writing a note of appreciation and performing acts of kindness or being present and attentive in our reactions and interactions. Taking action in gratitude can also involve reflecting on what we're grateful for and expressing it through our actions. This can help us cultivate a more positive mindset and also strengthen our relationships with others. By taking action to express gratitude, we can develop a habit of appreciating the good in our lives and spread positivity to those around us. Cultivating awareness, appreciation, affection, and action in our daily lives can help us develop a positive mindset and a more optimistic outlook on life. The benefits of daily gratitude are many, including reduced stress and anxiety levels, improved relationships, increased self-esteem, and a greater sense of happiness and fulfillment. We can train our minds to focus on the good things in our lives, even in the face of challenges and difficulties. So why not start today by using a daily gratitude app, for example, or taking a few moments each day to reflect on what you're grateful for and see how it transforms your life for the better. So what do you think? Are you in the middle of a crisis, on the verge, or learning new strategies to get through it? Dealing with a midlife crisis can be challenging, especially when you're grappling with frustration and finding gratitude. If you want to share Encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they're not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit Encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you. Remember that everyone's journey through a midlife crisis is unique and there's no one-size-fits-all solution. Understand that change is a natural part of life and growth often comes from challenges. Embrace this opportunity for personal development. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encouragementology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. A through until the path was filled.